Town Sports. Headlines. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. We got big time sports here in Sacramento this weekend. The San Francisco 49ers play Cleveland this weekend. Coverage on Sacktown Sports is going to begin at 9 a.m. sharp Sunday morning. Then on Sunday night, the Sacramento Kings will be dueling with the Golden State Warriors in their first home preseason game. Coverage of that will begin at 5 p.m. here on Sacktown Sports, and the game broadcast will be on ESPN at 6.30. The Philadelphia Phillies eliminated the Atlanta Braves in the baseball playoffs last night. It's the second year in a row the Phillies have eliminated a Braves team that won at least 100 games. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. And now let's return for Hour 3 with Alan Stiles and Chris Watkins here on Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. Stiles and Watkins taking you up till 2 p.m. And it is time to talk a little bit of Brock Purdy. Riding dirty with Purdy. Oh. Okay. The okay. Brock star. The Brock party star. like a Brock star. Um, all those. I went through all. I had a whole. Whole list of them. Now, now I'm trying to think of. The Brock Ness monster. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's a, a new, new one. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brock and roll. Brock and roll. Um, dirty Brock. Yeah. Dirty Purdy. Um, <laughs> He's pretty good. Purdy. I've got a couple oh. different fantasy team. Fantasy leagues that I've got some like. Oh, players my in my league that are like, oh, my team's pretty good. Pretty sure you're going to lose this week. Enough. I'm like, come on. Enough. Enough. These are right. pretty annoying now. They Okay. We'll allow it on a Friday. <laughs> we'll allow it. You get one, maybe one more and you're done. All right. But the Niners aren't done. They're, they're nowhere near it. And Brock Purdy isn't done. He does look electric right now. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it in a way that I don't know. Sometimes maybe a comp isn't necessary, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's I, I agree it's fun and it helps, yep. but I don't know who his comp is. Is it Drew Brees? No. I mean, Drew Brees is the NFL's all-time leading passer, like in passing yards. Like, I don't, I don't know. He's if, cooking. Well, th- I mean, it's so – and that's the thing is it's still so early in his career. Yeah. What is, is he Is he at 17 games? Is this going to be his, his – or is he not? No, even... I don't think it's been that many. I think it's ten regular season yeah. plus the two playoff games. So this is thirteen. Yes, this is his. Yeah, third. Yeah, yeah, thirteenth game. So yeah, I mean, we're still so early in his career that it's. I mean, it. it we're not throwing. Com- I mean, I, I don't think it'd be wise to like throw comps on. CJ Stroud, like you just don't know what these guys are going to turn into. Like you can yeah. have a good rookie season and then turn things around in, in a negative way. I'm not saying that's what's going with Brock, but it's just it's it's dangerous. Like I don't I don't think I just don't know if we've seen a big enough sample size to really say we confidently know which how high the trajectory is going to go. Because yeah, I mean if we're saying yeah, small quarterbacks who have succeeded, it's Drew Brees, really, for the for the most part, mm-hmm. that's that's about as long as that list goes. But the style of play is, and this is even more dangerous. The style of play is a little more Brady esque. But of course, you can, that's like saying, you know. But did Brady move like this though? 
No, like he wasn't as, especially down the feet, like, you know, gaining mm-hmm. rushing yards. Definitely not. Purdy, you know, <laughs> Nate, uh, who's another board op here, always likes to throw this stat of, you know, I, like tracking for 10 yards down the oh, field. He's, yeah, yeah. he's like just barely slower than Lamar right, Jackson. They have the same 10-yard split. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, like I'm not saying Purdy's that, but, you know, and, and Brady definitely wasn't that. But Brady had some mobility in the mm-hmm. pocket, and, and Brock is a little – He's definitely still a pocket passer, but he's mm-hmm. a little less confined to the pocket. I don't know. I mean, I, I to your point, to your initial point, I don't know if it's necessary right. to, nestle, to to do a comp because mm-hmm. it just feels like you can't do it without either, again, which has kind of just become the paradox of the Brock Purdy conversation. I don't think you can give him a comp without swinging too far to either way. Like, yeah. I don't think you can properly put where it seems like he is because – we just haven't had a lot of quarterbacks in this kind of situation mm-hmm. either. Like, if you take Brock Purdy as an independent player, we just don't know what it's going to look like. And so it's hard to put him mm-hmm. in comparison with somebody when more than likely you're going to put him with somebody who has this grand career that is a lot attributed to themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I we've talked earlier in the show about Russell Wilson. I likened what Brock Purdy is doing right now, similar to Russell Wilson similar. with yeah. the Seahawks early on with the mm-hmm. Legion of Boom, Marshawn, hey, yeah. just don't mess it up. Yep. Just don't mess it up and make some plays when we need you to. Mm-hmm. At first, I had people telling me, well, don't forget, Russell was a budding star, mm-hmm. right? And this was early on in the season. I said, yeah, I, I get it, you know. Now I think we can go and put Brock in that category yeah. of budding star now, to be fair, Russell didn't have the weapons that Brock has. Right. He had a really elite defense, didn't have the weapons that Brock had. But I do think it's similar, both on rookie deals. Yep. Both could win a Super Bowl on the rookie deal. And we would still sit back and say, this guy either is really good or is in a really, really good, good situation, situation, right? One of those two. And may- maybe it's both. The further along we get in his career, we'll see what happens this season. Brock is probably in the most in the most unique situation because they could win a Super Bowl and there would still be people that would say, Doubt him. hey, I mean, think about all... The, the the problem with Brock is we know that he's better than a lot of quarterbacks than they would be in, that, in this current situation. The other side of it is we believe that there are also a good amount of quarterbacks that would look really good in this situation. Right. So that's why it's hard to decide where Brock is and you can sit here now Dan Orlovsky earlier this week I don't know if you saw this Dan Orlovsky said and he is kind of a Brock hater Mm -hmm. he said that Mac Jones oh I did look like no no can we stop no that's ridiculous mac and cheese really that's hating that's that's what I had last night for dinner but that is not what I want (laughs) as my quarterback not mac and cheese no there's no like I mean that's yeah, like that's that's again that's taking the pendulum too far the other way and saying Brock is is just merely a a a not victim but a mm-hmm. a a circumstantial thing. Yes, you know, and that's just a product a product of his environment, which he is to an extent for sure. But it's not the thing that that people continue to just not give Brock the credit for is he's not he's not turning the ball over. Like Mm -hmm. he's not, it's one thing to have these weapons, but it's another thing to not still not give up the ball, not be reckless, not, not turn the ball over fumbling wise, like not getting sacked and and just looking, you know, making dumb mistakes. Brock checks 
so many boxes just in terms of of comfortability. And I don't think that there's a lot of because like even Russell Wilson, he was chaotic. Like, and that was part of his game was right. was making these you know, one score games in the fourth quarter and then Russell Wilson scrambles from one side to the other and then just throws it up in the air and, and gets a miraculous play or, or makes a miraculous play himself. Yeah. Brock's not like that. Brock is just very, I don't want to say vanilla, but it is like, I think he contributes to the quote unquote boredom, if you will, of this team. There's not really a lot of, you know, it, it, he doesn't really put the ball out there for, for, 50-50 plays or anything like that. It's just very by the book. It's very um, not regimented, but just moving the ball, meticulous, moving the ball forward, very intentional yeah. with everything he does, and and that's why it's it's really tough to to try and figure out where he's going to be because he's not he's not really putting himself in an opportunity to shine and have these grand moments where it's oh my god that was a risky throw but Brock made it. He's just he's making the right play every single time and. That's not sexy. That's not that's not a fun uh, you know, conversation for us to go back and right. forth on, but it's what this team needs to to continue to succeed. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't see Brock being like, you know, I, I, I watch first take. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. having my back all of a sudden. Maybe, maybe I should start, you know, showing, yeah, Kyle, it's been cool. He's gotten me here, but let me let me take this a little bit further. I, I don't see that in Brock. I think he's very much yeah. okay with, with how he plays, and I think he understands that that's the best possible route to success. See, because it's crazy when I watch Brock play those back – Shoulder throws to oh my to, yeah. to Debo. Yeah. Then he did one to Ayuk. Then he had a really nice pass to Ronnie Bell. And I would say that the balls that he's throwing, he they, I don't say I don't think that Brock is part of the the boringness of the Niners. Mm. I think Brock he shows emotion. I think yeah, Brock makes sure. some real high level throws. I do just think. It's so opposite to Jimmy, the tap dancing Jimmy right. Garoppolo, okay, <laughs> that he just looks so comfortable. Yeah. And he just makes things look easy. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. it, he I makes think it easy look is too a better easy. word than, than what I say. Yeah. I think easy it, is the better easy, word than, but like, than boring. I, and I'm not a tape guy. I'm not going to yeah. sit there and break down Brock's tape. But, you know, when I'm watching and I'm watching the replays and there is a, a ball that is just an inch an inch higher than the oh, DB. That throw last week, and and incredible. I'm thinking luck incredible. or is Brock actually Just touch? But then he does yeah. it again mm-hmm. and again and again, and you're thinking he's got that touch, he's yeah. got that it factor. So. I think it might feel boring because they're just rolling. Mm-hmm. But if you look at these throws, they're, they really are high-level really nice. yeah. throws. All right, got to get to a break. We got Caesar 916 on the nickname train, <laughs> Big Birdie Purdy. Yeah, I like that. It's Friday. It's a fun Friday. Keep the names coming, and we'll shout them out if they're good. We're going to take a break from the NFL and switch over. It's beam time. We're talking Kings. We're talking their fake game this weekend, their preseason game. I know Chris is excited for it. He's got it locked and loaded against the Dubs. All that and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking up to 2 p.m. on this Friday. Maybe it's a payday Friday for you. Some people, if it is, enjoy. If not, 
You got next week. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And make sure, you know, treat yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? Parks and Rec, little reference for you as well. So enjoy the weekend, and hopefully you're enjoying some good football with the Niners. But we're going to switch over to the Beam team. Please. And, you know, I have – I'm really struggling here. I got to be honest. Okay. Because I got a name. Okay. Okay. But I think I'm going to – this is an ultimate tease. I mean, this isn't a segment tease. This is a – this is a season tease. So I haven't even told Chris this off air. I heard you and Zachariah a couple days ago. Okay. And I was watching on YouTube, and you guys were struggling a little bit for the name for Kings fans, right? Yeah, you, right. The, you know, yeah. Purple people, or you yeah. got it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. I have a name. Okay. I have a term. Okay. But we are going to hold on okay. to this. Oh. We are going to hold on to it. For when the season starts. That's a tease. That is an that is ultimate tease. tease. That's like a three-week, two, three-week tease. Hold on. Just hold on. We're coming home. Oh, my And we're gosh. coming home to okay. a – and I, and you know what? We're going we're, we're gonna to continue to talk, and I, I promise myself because I think I could keep a secret. I'm pretty good okay. at it. This one's a tough one because also I'm going to – I don't want to build this up, and then you have to fake it and, and reality, <laughs> Alan, this is, this is <laughs> yeah. kind of trash. Yeah. But I, I, I tried it out. When I was at Fleet Week last weekend, okay. me, me, me and the wife got a break from the baby. Thank you to my mom for watching her. Got out to Fleet Week, enjoyed ourselves. And I said, hey, I got a name. What do you think? And everybody was feeling it. But okay. I'm going to hold on. Okay. I'm going to hold okay. on. All right. Okay. So let's get to the Beam team. Yep. And what they got going on. We talked a lot about just the nooks and crannies yesterday of that, mm-hmm. that preseason loss to the Lakers. And, you know, what I was thinking as far as the Kings and looking at this star-studded Western Conference, are they the most, if this is the best term, who knows, are they the most blue-collar championship contender? Mm. I ori- Originally, I was going to say in the Western Conference, but in the league? Yeah, I don't know. I think I know what you're trying to say, and I've used the term, like, a basketball team. Like they actually right. like they're a bunch of guys. Like there's no stars on this team. Mm-hmm. There's no LeBrons, there's no Kawhis, there's no Stephs. Like there's nobody who feels like they're above everyone else because I do think that's a very real thing, especially in basketball. Like there's only five guys on the floor and, you know, guys get treated differently on the floor and then, you know, with star power and and how, you know, how much people love NBA players. Those guys rise to a different level, and and they're talked about differently, and all that stuff. The Kings just feel like a good old traditional. I mean, yeah, blue collar is is just work. They just work. They're just yeah. they're literally just there to play basketball. They don't care about shine. They don't care. It's it's just such a low ego environment and a low ego team. It doesn't exist. It just really doesn't exist for the top tier teams, and I, I definitely think. Blue collar is a good word for it. I I think, you know, yeah. I mean, just they just, they're just there to play basketball. I I say that they're a basketball team, and I, I I think it's a really really rare thing to have with a contender. Like I I think it's it's common for teams like you know OKC. Mm-hmm. I would say is a, in a similar boat, but they're not really up to the level that I think we think the Kings are at. So yeah, I I would say blue collar workhorse. Just dudes who care about basketball, and that's re- that's their only focus is 
is to play as a basketball team. Yeah, and it's a pretty broad term because you could talk about rosters versus gameplay. Yeah. Because the Denver Nuggets, I, I kind of would consider blue collar, but they have a yeah. star. Yes. They have a legit a massive all timer. So you could play blue collar, but have a superstar that would take you out of the blue collar right. category. And I think that's what we're witnessing with the Nuggets. Right. And on top of that, well, he I plays mean, like a superstar too. Exactly. Like I was going to say the no look pass touches too. Also, just the amount of time he has the ball. Right. It's not really a democracy there. Right. Right. So I'm I'm looking around the league and you know, okay, well the the Bucks definitely not anymore. With, no. I didn't even yeah. think they were with just Giannis, <laughs> yeah. and now you got Dame. All of these teams have these superstars, so now the question becomes, can a blue-collar team or a blue-collar roster win? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to bring them up because this is the only go-to here is, well, the Pistons did it. Yeah, That is the only example. The (laughs) 2003 Detroit Pistons. All they had was Tayshawn and Big Shot Billups and and Ben Wallace. That's the only example that we use in Mm -hmm. terms of no superstar. And we've talked about maybe De'Aaron Fox can ascend throughout this season. But besides that, Warriors, not blue collar. No, sir. Lakers, (laughs) not blue collar. Oh, that's funny. Warriors, blue collars. Okay. That's just hilarious. All right. Come on. You bay people. Bucks. <laughs> you bay folks. Bucks, not blue collar. No. Okay. Obviously, and the market is, but the team. The, yes. Right. Yeah. So, I'm looking around at the last couple champions thinking, yeah. that De'Aaron Fox thing is going to have to be real because mm-hmm. I don't. you're not going to be able to get it done Without without a star, yeah, without it's, a star, or it's gonna be near impossible. That's mm-hmm. a, I mean, or you're gonna, yeah, or De'Aaron's gonna have to do his best, Jimmy Butler, where right, you know, I, that's I, a good call. I the, would, but I heat. would say Jimmy Butler is I go blue as collar. close as it gets to a star without being a star, right? But if De'Aaron could be that version, like you know, Jimmy's getting up there. Mm-hmm. If if De'Aaron can kind of be that new Jimmy Butler, like which I think. He seems from what I've I mean, I've been following De'Aaron for what, six or seven years mm-hmm. now. He does seem to kind of have that attitude of again, like just low ego. He always says the right thing, mm-hmm. always is very team focused, team oriented, is never, you know, what what I specifically am bringing. It's always about the team. And I think that's kind of the the blueprint, the model that that the Kings can hopefully follow is is just putting your nose down and, and working. And, mm-hmm. and even if you're a six seed and you're playing a three seed, and even if it's the Warriors or the Lakers or some big name, just believing that you as a basketball unit, again, like the entire roster it, it applies to, I think that's how the Kings can, can really get over the hump this year is just by their depth. Like they have legitimate depth and, if they can, if they can truly have or be okay with, hey, tonight's a Sasha night. We're mm-hmm. gonna let Sasha lead us with twenty five points. Oh, it's a Malik night tonight. Right. Okay, like, and and that's how it was last year. And I think if they can just build upon that and add to the amount of people who are contributing to that, that it's your night pot. Mm-hmm. That's how they can. That's really how they can break into championship contention yeah. and be like we're saying a blue collar team that ends up reaching the the ultimate height. Right. Right. And you know, we're going to learn here pretty soon when the regular season starts. I have a question and it might be ridiculous. Uh-oh. But I'm going to ask There's it anyway. no ridiculous questions. When is it, it comes possible to is it possible that there are some Kings Niner fans that even though it's preseason 
you're a little it is the Warriors mm-hmm. at home and it is preseason. Is it possible there are some Kings slash Niner fans that might be slightly more excited to watch that preseason game than the Niners Browns? Oh, uh, we did a poll last Friday <laughs> on this show. Are you more excited to see Sunday night football, Cowboys versus Niners? Yeah. Or Kings versus what was it last Sunday? Was it Raptors? Was it the opening? Yeah, I think it might have been the Raptors. Yeah. And it was 54-46 for the Niners. Wow. And that's against the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Yeah. It's different here. Like, it is really, really different. And that could have just been maybe people excited for the season and whatever. You know, who knows if they actually followed through Mm -hmm. on that. But I think that speaks to just, I mean, the amount of care, the fact that it's even a conversation. Again, that's Niners Cowboys. It does not get, it's NFL. It's once a week. You'll get three more Kings games before you get another, another Niners game. And I mean, yeah, that's that's what makes the Sacramento so crazy. And man, it, you throw in a Warriors, a a this is the first home game of the season. Obviously, it's still preseason, but mm-hmm. these first two preseason games have been on the road. Kings fans are. I mean, it, I don't want to say it's going to be a sellout during preseason, right. but there's going to be a good helping of fans there on Sunday, and there's going to be tons of people watching at home. I would almost guarantee that a good majority of mm-hmm. people are going to have the Kings on their main TV. Hey, man. It's real. Right. Here. You got the two going. Maybe yeah. you got the Niners on your laptop. Yeah, totally. Oh, Especially oh. against the Browns, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. PJ Walker in it's there. Gonna you can gross flip over. It's going to be a gross game. It's going to be a gross game. It's not going to be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I'm saying 19 to 3 for that. For that, not, I know we're going to talk more about it and we'll probably give our predictions later, but I'm feeling like a really just a slugfest. Yeah. Really ugly game. If It, it might give some PTSDs to some Niner fans of that monsoon game in Chicago last right. year. I think it's going to, I don't know if the field's going to be that bad, that mm-hmm. torn up, but I think it's going to be an ugly, as you mentioned, uh, a run heavy game for the Niners. Well, this we, and this would be, uh, you know, another checklist for Brock to, mm-hmm. to check off. You know, I, I don't, I don't hope the weather's really bad, right. but it'll be interesting to see just in terms of, Hey, down the road in the playoffs, the yep. weather's not going to be great. We don't know if you're going to have home field advantage or not. And right. as we talked about early in the show, That matters. All right, got to get to a break. When we come back, we talked about it a little bit. Chris brought up a great point with Harrison Barnes and about at what point you plateau and at what point you can say that you are done growing as a player. Is Harrison done? Are other players on the Kings done? All that and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Headlines. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. We've got big-time sports going on in Sacramento this weekend. The San Francisco 49ers will play in Cleveland. Coverage on Sacktown Sports begins at 9 a.m. sharp Sunday morning. Then on Sunday night, the Sacramento Kings will be dueling with the Golden State Warriors in their first home preseason game. Coverage of that game begins at 5 o'clock p.m. here on Sacktown Sports. The game will also be broadcast on ESPN at 6.30. In baseball, the Philadelphia Phillies eliminated the Atlanta Braves last night. This is the second year in a row that the Phillies have eliminated a Braves team that won at least 100 games. Those are your headlines. Let's return for more of Styles and Watkins here on Sacktown Sports. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. 
Watkins and Styles taking you up to 2 p.m. And yesterday, Chris, you made a really good point because Harrison Barnes looked good. Mm-hmm. He looked good against the Lakers, and we compared him to Andrew Wiggins a little bit yep. and guys that I don't. I don't think Harrison Barnes was ever supposed to be a dude like no. Andrew Wiggins, but. You know, hey, can you be a second option? I like to say Harrison Barnes is very Kirk Cousins-esque. Okay. You know how they always say, like, there's a meme of, like, oh, there's, like, five different Kirk Cousins around the league. There's, like, Daniel Jones is, like, running Kirk Cousins. Right, right, right. XYZ, and I like to say Harrison Barnes is, like— Basketball Kirk Cousins. Exactly. There's, like, Andrew Wiggins, who's, you know, whatever, a younger Harrison Barnes. Tobias Harris, who's, like, tall Harrison Barnes. Right, right, right. There's, like, a couple different people who fit in that No, that's funny. So, yeah— Athletic Harrison Barnes. Yes. Are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Harrison Barnes, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And we think of that as not old, but it really should be your prime. Yes. Right? Middle of it. Yeah. Yes. But when we talk about improving and when we talk about growing as a player, right. I don't think a lot of us think a 30-year-old player. Mm-hmm. At that point, you are who you are. Right. And we know kids – you know, and and people, what are they? You know, guys don't stop growing to like technically twenty two, right. or whatever it is. When do you stop growing as a player? Mm-hmm. So, is it possible that Harrison Barnes could still improve? Now, if this is different to Vince Carter losing his jumping ability. Right. He still actually, I saw him dunk last year, and I, I believe ridiculous. he's fifty. Right, that whenever his birthday comes up, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that <laughs> on the morning show, but. Not not learning how to. This isn't learning how to shoot because you can't jump as high. Mm-hmm. This is. I'm still improving as a player yeah. and growing as a player. I would say that your favorite player, Steph Curry, did that on the defensive end mm-hmm. because he got stronger. Now he is not Kawhi Leonard, right. but he can hold his own a little bit better than he For could. Sure. When he was a younger, you know, a younger kid, and people are hoping that Jordan Poole can do the same. Younger players in general, De'Aaron Fox. Right. Some people just never do it, like mm-hmm. James Harden. Mm-hmm. Luca is another guy. Got to get better defense. Probably not. He doesn't have to <laughs> nope. because he's coddled. But yep. that's a different conversation. Yes, so Harrison Barnes and just guys in general. At what point should we think? Okay, he is who he is. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like thirties. Like this, this early thirties range is about where it is. Like it's thirty to about thirty-two is around the eight. Like once you're thirty-two, it feels like you're well established in the league. You kind of are who you are, and then that's kind of on the back end of that. That's where the Vince Carter thing kind right. of starts to happen. Your body changes. You're you're not as quick. You're not as yeah. explosive as you used to be. So it's not necessarily that you're developing. You're just kind of evolving, mm-hmm. if you will. It's it's a different version of what you are. It feels like Harrison is tiptoeing on that line just because you really haven't seen him add layers to his game in a while. Like, I think the most recent development that I've seen from him is he's really gotten down this really slow Euro step to where it's he's pretty much just leaping from mm-hmm. foot to foot. And that's been a really big thing just in terms of throwing guys off. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't see Harrison Barnes all of a sudden adding a handle to his game or, you know, oh, all of a sudden now he's taking a lot of shots off the dribble, creating his own mm-hmm. shot. It feels like Harrison, especially, it just feels like he's kind of maxed out and and not necessarily in a bad way, but just he, I think he's going to end up being this jack of all trades, master of none, which right. I think a lot of teams could use, mm-hmm. but 
it becomes a conversation of, I mean, in, it's good Harrison's on a new deal now, but how much do you value that? How many minutes? And can you give that guy a, a permanent starting spot mm-hmm. if he's not really continuing to develop and you have other people under him that, that might still have some potential to grow? So I feel like Harrison might be done, but I don't. I'm not saying he's done as a player. I think he just kind of is who he is at this point. No, I, I think it is very similar to literal growth that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a kid that I knew that he was about my height all throughout high school and then got a super late growth spurt senior year. And wow. next thing you know, he was 6'3", 6'4". So just random. Yeah. So it could happen, yeah. but it doesn't typically happen. Right. And I would also compare it to – I would also compare it to running. Right. Or, or, or throwing a baseball, any of these things where I, actually I would stick to running because you can put the parachute on your back. You can get a weighted vest. Yeah. If you are born, let's say you were born a five flat guy. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, man. I think the best if you work your tail off, I think the best you're going to get to is <laughs> Four seven. Yeah, right. You can right? cut a couple seconds off there just by work. Just, just by, by working by your tail off. Yeah, right. But you're not going to. A, a, if you were born a five, if if your freshman year you're running a five flat, right. Chances you're not going to get to a four four. No, a four three. Yeah, you're not, not going to become a speedster. Right. So I think that's where Harrison Barnes is. Whereas. Yeah. He can improve a little bit, and maybe it's just his aggressiveness. Maybe, maybe it's his it's efficiency his, or yeah. something. He's taking better shots or right, whatever. Right, but. and maybe the version of it for Harrison is those days that you've talked about where the one-off where Keegan's off mm-hmm. and De'Aaron's off. Yep. So it's just Sabonis trying to cook, and we need that second dude because yeah. these guys are just not working for him. Harrison, at this point in his career as a 30-year-old man, is saying, I, I I can get us one. I would hope. I can get us one. I and, I, and I think that that is a fair hope from Harrison because as a vet and as a starter, we need you. Yeah. We need you. Th- those are the numbers that we talk about and the mm-hmm. quote-unquote depth. Well, this depth has to matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it's Harrison, I know he's a little bit younger or herder, somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to be that guy. And I would say that, Harrison kind of fits the bill because he's won a championship. He's been around the block. There should be nobody that Harrison Barnes is scared of. There's nobody that he hasn't seen. And he should take that with pride Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm the guy who I'm not the first option. I'm not the second option. I'm not the third option. But when we have those nights where we need somebody to just power that through I can do that for you, coach. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I hope for him. Like that's that's been my my biggest quarrel with him so far has just been more times than not he doesn't step up. But I would like to see him in this in this reduced importance of a role. Now he's not expected to be the third starter. I want to see him be a steadying presence. Like yeah. I just want him to consistently give me. It doesn't have to be the 15, 16 points that it's been in the past. But can you can you give me twelve every single night? Can I rely on you to hit? two threes every single night. Can I rely on you every night to to put up a good fight against other teams' good forwards? Can you guard Paul George? Can you step up maybe and guard, you know, LeBron is a little bit more physical these mm-hmm. days as opposed to athletic, I mean, or, you know, speed-wise. Like, can you can you match up with those kind of guys? That's, that's what I want to see out of Harrison is him looking like the oldest guy in the room. Him, mm-hmm. like you're saying, embracing the fact that he's been through it all, seen it all, played against the best and and been on the other side. Like I want to see him take ownership of, of 
just knowing what it is that he is and and knowing what it takes to win. And I think that's that's a really big thing that I'm looking for during the playoffs too. The Kings are going to be in some uncharted territory, hopefully at some point soon here. Mm-hmm. I want to see Harrison, a guy who's been in the NBA Finals, though he struggled in that Finals. I want to see him say, guys, I've been here before. We're down 0-1. We're down 0-2. Now is not the time. Like that's where I think Harrison's really going to prove his value is just being a veteran and understanding and knowing what this team needs at any given point in the season. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he will be up to the task. You know, it's hard to be that veteran presence because you got to be a baller. Yep. I think that's part exactly, of it too. Yeah. So you got to play. You yeah. got to. You, you got to play. Put up numbers yeah. exactly. And hey, all right. Harrison, he's elevating his game. I'm going to elevate exactly. my game as yep. well. So we'll see what happens. We're going to talk more about the Kings and the Warriors, how much it matters being the preseason. But we're going to take a little break on this fun Friday, and we are going to talk Olympics in Paris in 2024, some of the new sports or events that have been added, and also what is being added in 2028. You're not going to want to miss this fun one and be a part of the action as well at 916-339-1140. When we get back, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. The only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports. Watkins and Styles taking you up to 2 p.m. with the Drive Guys taking you into the weekend as we take a little break from our normal sports to talk Olympics. And Olympics is one of the most confusing things to me. Because of endorsement money, right? Like, what is Simone Biles and yeah. Michael Phelps? Them specifically, we should just you saying bold, put them in a different category. Yeah. But what is like the average? Do you, how much money are you making as an Olympian? Well, I don't think you conf- get like you don't get paid for being an Olympian, right? It's, it's only all endorsements. For endorsements. Yeah, it depends. Some sports have specific like funding as part of their like federation. federation. Yeah, or whatever. but like not every sport has that. Ugh. Interesting. Well, they pay for everything, so right? You don't. Yeah, they pay, pay for travel. So basically, and- you're a college athlete before the NIL. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, essentially. okay. Unless it's a big time sport where they have like someone just donated five hundred million dollars, right. and, and now I'm as I'm saying it, it's literally college athletics. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is. It is college athletics with the NIL. Right. <laughs> right. So the new events. I don't know if the whole sports thing. We could do another segment on whether oh, they're gosh, sports yeah. or not. We'll save that for the summer. Yeah, we'll we're, save we're that for the summer. Right that's, now, that's, we'll that's, save that for the summer. There'll be plenty of time. So they are adding five sports to the Olympics for 2024 in Paris. Cricket. Skate, that feels like it should have already been. Yeah, in. That's like, weird isn't to that me. like a that world, like the world's most played sport besides soccer? Well, I was going to say, would the would the U.S. even have a cricket team? No, I mean, I'm sure they would have a team, but it would be a very rare instance where, yeah, we're, we're we might be at the bottom of that. Yeah, like, I don't know anybody. I've never in my life met any anybody who has said like, yeah, like I I've played even played it before. Not well, even like play, I played pick in the up league. cricket. Like, yeah, I mean, like I yeah, where I play <laughs> softball, there's like there's some people playing cricket out there. I've seen I've at least seen like the poles and the big old stick. I don't know what they were right. the the- Wait, you've seen people playing pickup cricket? Yes, yes, in a park, in a park. Yeah, I have. That's crazy. It blew my mind. It definitely blew my mind. I was like, I, I kind of want in it. on it. According to the ICC, which is International Cricket something, uh, America is ranked 17th in the world in cricket right now. Wow. Wow. 
out of are there twenty teams? Uh, I see nineteen. <laughs> uh, they are just just. <laughs> bu- <laughs> Who's worse then? They are just below Namib- Namibia, okay, and okay. just above Oman and the United Arab Emirates. Wow! If hey, you're not last. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, also Zimbabwe is ahead of the United States. Shout Man. out. Do you think like India is going to have conversations like we do about our our basketball yes. team where it's like. Oh, like, should we be sending our, our right. best, you know, yeah. our best cricketers, our cric- cricketeers? Yeah. You know? No. It's should we just be, send hey, the college guys? Yeah, we don't really need to bring our A team. Yeah, you But know. it's the Olympics, so <laughs> just in case, yeah. you know, I don't think that... You need to assert the dominance. I don't think U.S. is going to sneak up on them. All right, so cricket, skateboarding, wow. surfing, and get this one. They call it breaking, my friend. Breaking. Breakdancing. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't there like a thing called breaking, or where like people would like dislocate their oh their I don't know about like that their arms what? and stuff like you know you ever seen the well, people yeah. who like go behind their yeah, back and like, like on America's pull Got their Talent up? Right? isn't that called breaking uh, they do that on Bart okay in the Bay Area <laughs> and I'm just like I'm just trying hey, to man, get home those are man. some Olympians man those are you some know they come Olympians. up and I, I try so hard not to make eye contact because I don't have a dollar for yeah, you exactly I don't typically have cash on me and they're coming around and I don't so I'll try to maybe sneak my phone to record if it's a yeah. cool one but I'm just not making eye contact because I'm like man I'm I'm not trying to. I I, I yeah, appreciate you what you're doing. You I, I'm just. just I'm not trying to have it happen. But yeah, okay. So break dancing, cricket, isn't skateboarding, official. surfing, and breaking. What? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a subset of. But they don't even have like. Is is there any form of dancing in the Olympics right now? Like, is there? I'm sure. I'm sure. There's. See, and I'm glad that we didn't say sport because that's. You're that's not, where we're not have, with it. That's where we have that conversation. Mm. I just don't know if breakdancing is. It's, it, it it's takes athleticism. It does. It definitely. I mean, maybe I'll have to see. Like, you know, I wouldn't say that tag is a sport either, but then you see those right. professional tag games, and I'm like, that's. It's on the ticker. ACL. Someone yeah. lost an ACL. <laughs> exactly. Traditional tag. dance is still not an Olympic sport, apparently. Huh. So breakdancing so break got dancing in is- in 2024. And breakdancing is one of those things where, so hobbies are interesting. And I would put skateboarding in this conversation as well. Yeah. Because hobbies are interesting because I don't, I, I would never age shame someone or say something is age appropriate right. or not. I think your body will tell you. Right. But, you know, at what point, if you're a, a hardcore breakdancer, right. do you sustain you an injury yeah. and you just say, oh man, that's the last head spin. Yeah. I've spun. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, gymnasts, like a lot of gymnasts yeah. are whatever, you know, they're about as young as they can get. And then right. once you turn 25, it's like, bye, grandma, like right. get out of here. Right. And right. so I want, yeah, like a skateboard going to be one of those sports or are we going to have, are we going to send Tony Hawk out there? No, <laughs> we can't do that. Can't, can't be Tony. Would be funny if we did. Does this like, do you think that this does anything for the popularity of these sports? Like, is there any way that like we, we are really going to become hip to mm. you know gonna the be on greatest skateboarder times. in the world these they are they're going to be on a terrible times on That's purpose That's a great point yeah yeah the bra- the breakdancing thing USA network right yeah. right the breakdancing thing is interesting because it reminds me a bit of parkour right yeah. like but parkour is even harder because how do you practice parkour uh by risking your life every single day yeah. Yeah, you just do it on a smaller you know more safe space like trying to you've seen yeah. those videos of people who like try and climb a wall without 
like yeah they like with, try and yeah right. they like scale a wall yeah. with no Shimmy help or anything up. like that's good practice right sure 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 but what prepares you for leaping across a building besides right leaping across a building nothing nothing so cricket <laughs> i'm good with skateboarding fine it's on the border it's fine like i mean they do it's essentially i would imagine they're just going to do a lot of the same events that they do for like skiing mm-hmm. and you know you know you can have the half pipe on the snowboards and stuff right. so i could imagine how it's just a different version of like the x games essentially okay surfing i guess i'm good with borderline but like you borderline, know borderline yeah I, I don't know how you would judge it but sure i mean i could imagine i could see how enough people also do it it's enough of a a worldly activity right and then break dancing as we talked about okay all right i don't know but i think i saw didn't tyreek hill say that they're they're doing flag football too so that's what i was getting to in the organizers of the la 2028 games said this week this was october 13th that they wanted cricket again Flag football, lacrosse, squash, and baseball and softball added to the event. Interesting. The base Olympic baseball would probably be really, really. Oh, fun. I'm into I, that. I don't know. Like, what would you probably send college kids? I think for that's that what as they. Well? Like, no. So in done. 2021, the Tokyo one, they had baseball, and they sent like minor leaguers or players who were out of baseball. Like, I think Todd Frazier was on the right. U.S. team, oh, but so he over retired. the hill or not at the hill yet and that's not just u.s that's like every dominican republic is doing the same thing i don't know I what don't other know. countries oh, okay, did but i think u.s won the gold ah, there you go okay gotcha so they're probably doing the same or at least right younger I, I would imagine japan probably doing the same thing you right. know not not sending their besties but flag football to me is interesting because How are could you, you do that are there nfl players no that's a great question as well they're right? all punters in australia yeah that's well, the only other really one I can think of. My problem with flag football being an Olympic sport is it's not a worldly sport. Like football is something that's only really played in America. I mean, I know they have like an English football league and uh, obviously the Canadian league, but I don't think that that game is like worldly enough for, for other nations to realistically have any sort of a chance to compete. And like, that's kind of obviously a big part of the Olympics. Everybody's got to be an active participant in the sport. You know, there was a time before the Achilles because I told you I'm a Turkey Bowl yes, sir. MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did look up some flag football stuff, and those boys are about that life. And oh, the I women. And the women. Yeah. And the, the women, they're actually starting to make flag football a credited they play it sport in high school. In high school. It's, this is the first year that they've built like built out the, the women's fo- flag football league in, in Sacramento. I've been keeping up with it. It there's some really really talented teams yeah, out there. Yeah, I got to get crazy. to. I'll, I will get to a couple games. I mean, yeah. ultimately, people have joked about NFL eventually being flag football. I don't think that no. will ever happen. No. But I do think if it makes sense and looks looks good, people will watch. People will. Yeah, football absolutely. is football, and you know, yes, you love the hits, but you also just love the athleticism yeah. in general. All right, get into a break. When we get back, a little bit more baseball talk. It's the battle of the ex-Giants managers. Who would you rather see win, Dusty or Bochi? And then we'll get into Kings a little bit later and a little bit more Niners before crosstalk. All that and more, Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins.